good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demonland Podcast. Uh, my name is Andy, and joining me once again, my co-host, uh, Grape Viney. Good evening, Grape Viney. Oh. Good evening, Andy. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I had um, I had your uh, channel turned down, so <laughs> couldn't hear you for a sec. Um, and back by popular demand, uh, you might know him uh, from Twitter as at DemonBlog or from Demonland.com as Super Mercado. Good evening, Super Mercado. Gents, it's lovely to be with you again in another of these soon-to-be-less-rare weeks where it's a good time to be a Melbourne fan. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I've been soaking it up and enjoying it uh, while while the going is good. Um, if you would like to join our program tonight to discuss any of the topics that we talk about, you can give us a call on 0390163666 or you can Skype us uh, at demonland thirty one. If you're listening live, you can join us in our chat room and you can ask us questions or post a comment by heading over to demonland.com slash podcast. If you're listening to us uh, at another at a later date via SoundCloud or from our website um, or via iTunes podcast, you can subscribe to the show and receive updates uh, when a new show drops. Uh, don't forget to leave us a favorable review to help more people find us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash demonland31, uh, on Twitter at demonland, on Instagram at demonland31, or YouTube, just search uh, Demonland Podcast and listen to some of the great interviews we've conducted with current uh, and past players and coaches. Um, or if you just love talking about the D's 24-7 all year round, why not join up to demonland.com and chat with other D's fans in the asylum? It's completely free. And now, with all of that out of the way. Uh, how did you guys enjoy your week off? Um, uh, was that strange or are you used to not doing anything in September? Uh, no, look, it was just um, the anticipation is building. Uh, I think it's great that we get the week off and the team need it. Um, but, uh, gee, it's a long time to wait and... Uh, I don't know, does it hurt us momentum-wise in that we were playing great footy and now we've had to stop for a week? Yeah, I don't love the idea of, um, yeah, I think momentum's a big thing. Um, I guess you've got to weigh up how good's the rest. Do we need it? Are there injuries? Um, maybe with the whole Viney situation, uh, the, the extra week helps us. But I tend to think the momentum uh, is a good thing. And does, is that going to hurt us? Uh, well, we'll see on uh, Friday night. Uh, what do you think, Super Mercado? Yeah, I'd rather keep the momentum up as well. Look, I, I can't say I've paid all that much attention to the uh, whatever it is they do in September for the last <laughs> since since at the end of two thousand and six. Uh, but I sort of look back to two thousand where we got on a roll um, straight through the last what six or seven weeks of the season that time, and just straight into the finals. Um, so we got ourselves, I think we must have got a week off after we beat Carlton. But nevertheless, um, we got on a roll. I would prefer to just get on a roll. In this case, it's probably worked for us a bit in that uh, you've got Viney, you've got potentially Tyson, although I'm not quite sure how both of them would play. Uh, you, you've got those options that you wouldn't have had a week earlier. And at the same time, look, I've been reveling in the, the media extravaganza uh, that has been the Melbourne Football Club this week. Um, uh, the Melbourne Football Club media curse is something I think we've probably all different factions of Melbourne fans have different names for. Um, but I'm kind of enjoying the fact that this week we're sort of stuffing as much as we possibly can in to try and overload it so it doesn't come back and 
doesn't come back and haunt us. Uh, we've just had, had so much media. Um, I, I just would like to think that this will be the death of the media curse. So I, I've enjoyed it for that reason, but ultimately I would have preferred just to roll straight into the first week of the finals after the last week of footy. We've sort of been uh, talking about the media. We've sort of been the media darlings um, this week. We're sort of the feel-good story, I think, going into the finals. Everyone loves an, time. Yeah, everyone loves an underdog. And um, it seems that a lot of sort of uh, – well, the majority of people uh, whose teams aren't in the finals are sort of getting on board a little bit. Um, there's always going to be those, uh, you know, sour grapes people <laughs> that want to see us fail. But uh, – I think there's a lot of people wanting uh, the D's to do well. The Herald Sun had um, uh, had like their expert panel today predicting the grand finalists, the premiers, the Brownlow medalists, Norm Smith and things like that. And quite a number of them had us finishing runners-up. Uh, no one tipped us for the flag, but quite a few of us had us playing off in the big dance. So um, there's definitely a belief out there that... Uh, that you know we can go deep. I think that goes to show what the the credence that's put in momentum at the end of the season, especially after the Bulldogs. I think that they obviously lost the last game of that year, but then they got on a roll in the finals, uh, and people yeah. are looking to that as well in this situation. Um, so we uh, Super Magato, you weren't on last week. Uh, we discussed the finals ticket uh, fiasco. Um, now I, you know, I was lucky enough and I know uh, Great Viney was lucky enough by about 9.04, 9.05, we had our tickets. Um, I was none the wiser that there was the possibility that there could be a fiasco and I was even, I didn't even know that there was at the time, uh, people having trouble, uh, getting onto the site and getting tickets. Now it wasn't until I read your Twitter feed and saw the misery that you were going through on that day and the next day. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about your, your day or, or is it, have you put that behind you? Well, as you can probably hear from my voice, I'm still suffering from the uh, physical and emotional after effects of my uh, day and a half of hell with Ticker Tech. Uh, and I'd like to thank you for having me back on after suspending me last week when I threatened to uh, <laughs> defame their entire executive leadership team and board uh, live on the air. So I, I, I've pledged not to do that this week. Uh, yeah, my, I, I did go on at nine o'clock, uh, and I got put in a queue and that's pretty much. Wait, did you call up? Did you use the phone? No, Christ, no. On the, uh, on the website. And, and you were in a queue on the website. Oh, was I? What? Wow. Two queues. I didn't realize there was a queue. You had to get through one queue just to get to the Ticketek website, which at that point, you know, if you'd gone on to book tickets to, I, I saw eventually saw the other things that were available to buy tickets to Phil Collins live esports, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Brown's boys, all this kind of rubbish. So you had to get through one queue just to get to that page. And obviously the first time after, you know, 45 minutes or an hour or whatever it is of being in this initial queue uh, of thousands of people are trying to buy tickets right now, you know, this page will reload every 15 seconds. Wait, did you, um, were you, uh, Punching in a barcode prior to that was that no nope. no I so got to the barcodes yet wow because I got straight uh, to the barcodes yep. uh, no nah, this was just straight I was straight in I had to extract myself from somebody who was supposed to be training me on how to use something <laughs> yeah. um, so I probably missed a minute or two after nine o'clock that proved decisive 
um, rather than just jumping in right right off the bat. And so then it loaded, here's Ticketek, what do you want to buy? Probably 40 minutes later, half an hour later, after a couple of crashes, back to the start of the queue, starting to see on Twitter that a few people were having problems and thinking, oh, God, this is going to be me as well. Uh, and so when it popped up, hi, this is Ticketek, what do you want to buy? I thought, you beauty, we're, we're through here. Click the AFL link. Second loading screen. Thousands of AFL fans are transacting right now, no, which is no. a strange thing to say. Uh, you know, you're in the queue again. Now this queue reloaded every five seconds, so it was a it was a lesser queue. But again, it just kept going and going and going. And now I probably didn't help, and a lot of people probably didn't help by the fact that I was trying to get on on um, an iPad, a phone, and a PC. So no bloody wonder the thing was. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oversubscribed when people do. I had one person I saw on Twitter who had, I've got five devices going at once and it's not working. And it's kind of like, yeah, I understand why you would do that because we've got no confidence in it working when you're loading four, three games at once. Uh, but we're also probably not helping the, the situation by doing that. And then probably an hour, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour into the thing, it came up with, what game would you like? And, oh, yes, I would like melbourne geelong here is my barcode which surprisingly worked because uh, i wouldn't be surprised if at that point it hadn't at which point it said please log into your ticket tech account um which i subsequently realized that i didn't know the password for ah, so, so that, that was on me that's a rookie mistake because i, log- I made, I I made sure i logged that. in before <laughs> yes i will absolutely wear that and now of course the reset my password button was uh, under as much strain as the rest of the site <laughs> so that just didn't work he just clicked it and nothing happened. But what it actually let me do was r- just start a whole new account, which is like, can we use some of that processing power to uh, concentrate on actually selling people the tickets? And that would have cost me if they hadn't let people do that, but that would have been my fault. So anyway, went back to there, had to go back to the start of the queue again. Um, eventually, what tickets would you like? Uh, came up on the mobile, PC, still in the first queue. So the mobile had worked, so it was sort of, and I was going blind because you couldn't actually tell what area of the ground. You could pick your stand, but you couldn't, <clears throat> it didn't show which category was in which part of the stand. And now if you're like a Geelong fan or a Hawthorne fan, you've probably bought 50 finals tickets over the years. Oh yeah, category C, yep, I'll yeah. be sitting right here. No idea, so I'm just guessing. Um, pick the tickets, no tickets available. I'm like, sorry, no tickets. We're like 45 minutes into selling the entire Tried the. I went in order of my preferred stands: Ponsford Stand, Olympic Stand, and then regrettably the Southern Stand. And no tickets at all. And it's like, well, I know there. Look, I know there are tickets. This is ridiculous. And this is the point where I've started to see on Twitter people coming in on the Melbourne Football Club Twitter, like, "What's going on?" And people were going crazy. Um, and obviously, it wasn't Melbourne's fault. Um, so, and, and I must say that the the guys who did run that. The Melbourne um, Twitter feed did a great job keeping people from jumping out the window over <laughs> those couple of days, um, as opposed to the people from the Ticketek Twitter feed, who I feel extremely sorry for, uh, especially the bit where they sent out the tweet going, thanks for your patience, guys. Everything's back up and running again. No, no. <laughs> um, which it obviously wasn't. Uh, and it had about 400 replies within about five minutes. Uh, and then about five minutes later, the AFL was like, no, nah, we've suspended with suspended ticket sales. Um, so I was still trying to rock it on three different devices, and I still tried a few more times. 
uh, before they officially confirmed that the it was going to be given the boot um, and just kept getting to that same screen again. Pick your tickets. Nah, there aren't any tickets. So I came back the next day and I was pretty confident it was going to work this time because we'd had, if we were the first game up, I would have been stressed. But when the Richmond Hawthorne one went all right, I thought, yeah, this is fine. So I got to one o'clock, you know, all this time I'm, I'm still working. So, you know, it's not easy to, uh, you know, make sure your calendar's free at particular times of the day. Uh, sacking meetings left, right, and centre to make sure you've got time to go on multiple devices and, and buy finals tickets. And I've got so I went in and it put me in the queue and I'm like, all right, yes, there's probably and then it crashed. And I'm like, you're kidding, not again. And so I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll try it, I'll refresh and it crashed a second time. And by this time, I was ready to pick up someone else's computer, a workplace's computer, and throw it through the window because <laughs> this you can't do this again. Uh, but fortunately, again, I was I was only working a two device strategy this time uh, but much like the first day while the computer desktop one was still spinning in the first queue uh, the mobile came good and because I'd had time to do my research now on where the each ticket was by the times where I'd got through to the final stage in the PC one eventually and hadn't worked I was able to efficiently purchase my ticket get a ticket where I wanted it uh, and complete the transaction thank God they, uh, they obviously waived the $7.50 admin fee. Uh, I'm not sure if they'll go back and waive it for you retrospectively. No, they, or they if haven't. <laughs> if you're lucky on the first day, you were just like, bad luck, you got your tickets, we're not giving you $7.50 uh, back. Uh, and then the last the last moment of panic was when uh, on the ticket it said my section was like SQ33. And I'm like, what the hell's SQ33? <laughs> you're watching from Waverley Park. <laughs> yeah, like does that mean standing room or does that mean – you know, halfway behind the scoreboard or something. Uh, but I, a helpful MCC employee on my Twitter feed uh, just confirmed that, that means section. So that was, a, section. Yeah. that was a rookie ticket buying <laughs> error because obviously if you've booked tickets before, you would uh, you would know what that meant. Um, I can't even remember booking tickets last time, I must say. 2006, can't remember what I did. Can't remember if I went somewhere, went on the internet, called someone, but I remember, it wasn't this bloody traumatic, I'll tell you. Um, but I, I certainly know if it had gone back to the 1998 version of going to the Arts Centre, ticket master, bass, ticket tech, whatever it was, and just standing in a queue, ditching year 11 to stand in a queue uh, and actually just hand money to someone behind a counter who then printed a ticket and handed the ticket back to you, uh, that was a far less traumatic experience, uh, and I would like to go back to that next year. So that is it. I finally got in. Uh, I'm in the Ponsford stand. I'm not in row MM. Uh, I'm, I'm right down the front near the scoreboard, so if anyone sees someone going absolutely off their trolley, <laughs> uh, as the scoreboard is shown at the Ponsford stand, and that is most likely me. So what, what they've now said, I, I saw this morning, well, I've seen this a few times, um, that they're, it's almost sold out. I think there's 1,000 tickets, uh, general public tickets, but I believe there's still AFL members public, so... There'll probably be empty seats uh, in the AFL members reserve uh, up the top there, but um, other than that, it's uh, they're predicting ninety thousand. So um, yeah, it's been a while since um, we've had a crowd of that magnitude. So yeah, it's going to be a great atmosphere there, and I, I can't wait. Um, now with that out of the way, so uh, wait, you have a are you over that uh, traumatic experience? Oh, uh, I still you know? hate Tech Attack. <laughs> with a passion uh, and I certainly won't be booking tickets to Phil Collins, eSports <laughs> or the Cranky Sisters. 
uh, any the Kransky sisters anytime soon. But uh, yeah, all's well that ends well. It, I'm in, um, and as long as my uh, my ticket actually scans. And, and doesn't turn out to have accidentally been given to me for a Sydney GWS game or something, no, I should be fine. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to have these problems uh, next week. Well, we're taking it one week at a time, but uh, let's let's hope they've ironed uh, everything out now. But then again, uh, hasn't this happened the last two or three years? Yeah, yeah I think it, it happens every year. Yeah, we've we've just been so out of the loop. It's, uh, yeah, well, what would we know? Uh, but, I mean, who thought? And I'm sure. I don't know if it's the AFL Ticketmaster Ticket Tech Ticketmaster is apparently quite good for Collingwood and West Coast fans, uh, or the MCC. But whoever decided let's just sell all these games at the same time uh, was a lunatic. Yeah, that, uh, it's just uh, insane decision, and um, especially when you had a whole week. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like you were going. Monday morning, 9am, first game's on Thursday night. Let's oh, get on with it. They, like, get a whole week. To, yeah. You could have done one. You could have done Hawthorne Richmond yeah. on the Monday. The Monday should have been Hawthorne. Tuesday or That's, the Wednesday. Exactly. You could have done one a day. Exactly. Well, I'm sure I'm sure the Sydney Sydney game's not going to be, uh, uh, well, they might the, be a sellout, but it's not as big a, it's not a 90,000 uh, game. About the poor 114 GWS fans who were trying to buy tickets and <laughs> yeah. couldn't get through, that would have been devastated. That handful of just people. had to go out, go from, just go and hang around outside AFL HQ and just get a free ticket given to them, like every other GWS game. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see whether they can fill out the SCG. You'd think that would be that uh, that game would be. They'll be they'll be papering tickets yeah. like nobody's <laughs> business if that's if that's not going to sell out. There'll be a free ticket. There'll be one for mum, one for dad, one for the kids, and. People will be getting paid to go to see it. Um, all right, so that's the ticket fiasco. Well, let's put it behind us, and hopefully, there's no issues next week. Now, um, uh, now there was an interesting article on the well, not interesting, but on the AFL.com website um, uh, in regards to the pick. You know, the the twelve years of misery uh, revisited, uh, otherwise known as the cliff notes of um, of your book. Um, uh, that twelve years of misery that we've revisited. Um, uh, how does it feel? Because uh, you, you're you're quite familiar with uh, that period. Um, how does it feel to finally uh, have that all behind us? Well, I thought they were very succinct in, uh, in their post. Uh, it's, it it told the main story uh, quite accurately, uh, and as usually happens whenever a post goes up about our years of misery, the old. Fisted Forever Files page with all the uh, bad happenings from 07 to 14, I think. Got another run on the internet. Um, look, it's it's good to be positive. Um, and I just think it's a real shame that, that Fox Footy put the Mark Neal uh, thing on last night. Um, you can't tell me that was just happened to be. We were just going to happen to have him on this week. Um, I reckon they probably called him two weeks ago and went, you beauty, we can make a ruckus here. Um, and I... And I Look, I personally refuse to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it in two or three months' time when, when uh, you know, I'm desperate for footy content and, and I'm not thinking so much about this season uh, because you know, I, I don't want to – I actually – and I've made, you know, almost my my entire gimmick is misery of the 2007 to 2017 era. I, I really just want to look forward at the moment. I want to look forward to this Friday night. If, if it all goes right, then beautiful. We keep looking forward. If it all goes wrong, we just look at this season 
and we can go back and uh, you know lay the mockery on choices of captains and the like 10 years ago you know, five however long we'll see it feels like 10 years ago five or six years ago I think there's time for that later uh, but now uh, I think it's really good to focus on on where we're at now Great Viney did you watch the uh, Mark Neald um, interview last night? I didn't watch the Neald interview and I didn't read the 12 Years of Misery. Um, I haven't participated in any of the look-back activities that have been taking place this week in the media and I actually sort of failed to understand how anyone can have any interest for any of that at this particular um, juncture when we're a few days out from a final. Uh, um, I don't necessarily think that they're out to, you know, cause a ruckus or um, do anything like that. Um, it's an opportune time for the media to pick through the carcass of the club uh, over the past decade, but I, I don't know why the supporters would why we'd go back there. So uh, I certainly agree with uh, Colin, who posted um, enough with the past. Let's get into the present. So um, I concur with Super Mercado on that front. Yeah, and I, look, I don't think they were deliberately trying to bring us down. I think it's just, uh, yeah, as you say, capitalising on the fact that it's yeah. the, the talk of the town this week um, and they know that all the eyeballs would be on it. And it certainly provoked a reaction from uh, Brad Green and Brent Maloney, I see. But, uh, look, I think mm. there was time like, for a like Melbourne Football fruit. Club Truth and Reconciliation Commission where we all you know, got everyone in a room and they punched each other until the, the truth came out. Uh, but it's not four days or three days before our first final in 12 years. It was about three years ago, I think. Um, or it's 10 years in the future or five years in the future. It's definitely not right now. So, yes, agree. Very much happy to uh, concentrate on the future. But at the same time, if you want to concentrate on the past, please feel free to buy my book. <laughs> uh, where can they find your book? Uh, may as well uh, throw that out there now. Demonblog.com or demonwiki.org. Um, yeah, excellent uh, reading if uh, if you want <laughs> if you want to uh, relive those days. But those days are behind us. I understand um, why you know AFL.com.au is you know sort of uh, sort of picking through the bones of those uh, um, of those twelve years of misery as we're sort of embarking on the next chapter. Uh, but yeah, let's put it all behind us. And as there was a post on Demonland uh, this week, uh, enough with the past already. And um, yeah, let's uh, let's concentrate on this uh, exciting uh, future ahead of us. Um, and of and if things, our recent record against good Geelong is anything to go by, there'll be a moment of uh, misery and depression in the finals instead of just it all happening in the home and away season. Well, let's hope we can uh, we can change the, the change that narrative of the last two games against um, against the Cats and hopefully get that extra goal. Um, Grave Viner, you were saying uh, one of the good things about the media coverage the past um, sort of you know one and a half weeks isn't it great to have multiple articles about your club in the paper on the same day? Um, I don't know if anyone's been reading the Herald Sun, but um, yeah, that's one of the, uh, I guess, benefits and joys of being in September action. Yeah, sort of when I was younger, I always enjoyed uh, September because uh, they're not focusing on, you know, 10 of the other clubs or eight of, back then eight of the other clubs or whatever it was uh, that missed the finals. Um, you know, focusing on the, the teams that's, that's in it. And I, at the last however many years, 12 years we haven't been there, 
it's September's been hell for me. I, I don't want to look at the paper, um, and it's good to be in the mix again. And let's hope it. Uh, we're still in the mix in a couple of weeks' time. Um, We'll move on from uh, the misery. Uh, we had three Ds uh, in the 22 <laughs> under 22. Um, is there anything? One of the most prestigious teams <laughs> going around on that one. Do, do they play the Australian the one we, team the one we as, as a curtain the... raiser or something? No, I don't. <laughs> that, you know what? The, I, I wouldn't mind seeing actually the 20. They, someone said, I think it was on SEN, they, they said, would the uh, All Australian team, the 22 under 22, beat the All-Australian team. So that would be interesting. And who would Clary play for? He could tag himself. <laughs> well, there's there's also, because we've had the 22 over 30, so I'm waiting for the 22 between 22 and 30. <laughs> yes. And then we maybe a, the, three teams, <laughs> the three teams could do a round-robin series perhaps and um, get a premier that way. Well, I th- the Benson and Hedges World Series Cup style. <laughs> yeah, I thought I, I saw that uh, twenty-two over thirty, and I thought um, uh, Nathan Jones made it, but I thought uh, Jordan Lewis was uh, very stiff not to make it. Uh, in particular, Mark Murphy made it ahead of him, and I think Mark Murphy was on one leg for for most of the year. So, uh, go figure. Jordy's had a pretty good year, hasn't he? Yeah, I've, I I think so. I, uh, you might disagree, Super Mercado. I know you've been a bit hard on him at times. Um, I actually think the last few weeks, and I think since Vince went out, that Lewis has not stepped up specifically, but he's just his role has become so much more important. Um, and I think, look, I think he's been really good the last few weeks, and I think that goes to the theory that you can't, you couldn't play both of them effectively. Um, and I think you know mm. Bernie. Bernie's pulled the pin. He's out at the end of the year. Then I think um, there's there's definitely. I mean, there was already a case. He wasn't going anywhere. But I've got more confidence in in Lewis going into next year than I would have if we'd been playing both of them. Um, so, uh, well, that was the next topic we we're going to talk about. Uh, Bernie Vince uh, retiring. Um, yeah, it's uh, look. I, a, you know, a huge thank you to Bernie. Came sort of club. You know, we were on our knees at the time. Uh, came over to the D's, and uh, I think it's been he's been very good for us. Uh, seems to be a great clubman. All the players love him. Uh, Gorney wrote an article about uh, Vince and the contribution that he's made. Um, so yeah, thank you, Bernie Vince, for for all that. Uh, do you think he'll stick around at the club in some capacity, or or is that it? Well, I th- he's uh, he's just set up a real estate. Um, agency or joined one or taken over one. So um, I think he's got his, um, you know, post-footy um, career set. Um, but, yeah, what a super trooper um, over the years that he was at the club. Won a B&F and really helped bridge us between the uh, uh, the dark and the light times. Um, and in a way, he's kind of the, he's the reverse of the Jack Watts coin isn't he it's the other side of the coin um watts uh, got a great attitude to life off the field um wasn't able to bring it on the field bernie got a similar sort of or you, you get a sense that he's got a similar balance in his life off the field um and a really good approach to things but um absolutely a competitor once he crossed the white line um and the theme that seemed to emerge um, from the club uh, talking about him was that he always knew what um, he was going to bring 
Um, so, uh, yeah, what a champ. Great that he got to 100 games at the club too. So that gets him the life membership and his name on that locker, which he deserves. And, and I think what people, outsiders, who should they be listening, need to understand is that you look at this year, you've got Carlton supposedly going to get Mitch McGovern. St Kilda might be getting Jared Polak. Um, Gold Coast not getting anyone. They're just getting ransacked left, right and centre. But even Brisbane, Lockie Neal. Like, go back to this era with us. Actually getting someone like Bernie Vince was like hitting the jackpot for us at that point because there wasn't – we weren't we'd, – we'd gone through Mitch Clark, which hadn't worked for, you know, multiple reasons. This was just like – it wasn't, you know, show-stopping. It wasn't like signing in Buddy Franklin or something. But – it was getting that good, solid player who we knew was just going to come straight into a rock bottom side, and just instantly uh, boost it. You know, and so if he was the kind of guy to say, "Nah, I don't want to go to that team," they wouldn't have forced him. So, you know, it's it's really to his credit that he chose to come to a team that was absolutely filth, uh, and he he did such a good job. Um, obviously, won the won the BNF. You know, this year probably d- dipped. Started to dip, but even then, I thought, you know, I thought he played more good games than bad games this year. But yep, it's just sure. such a credit to say that, you know, he chose, he, he accepted coming to us when we were at rock bottom. We paid basically nothing for him. Pick twenty three, I think, the the compensation pick for Colin Sylvia. So we won on that one, um, and we just got got great uh, great service out of him. So I really really appreciate what he's done for the club. And look, it's a shame. Uh, though, though I do see today that he's uh, he's making a massive recovery in his uh, from his injury. So he could very well play for Casey next week. So he is there as an option should anything go wrong. Um, probably unlikely now that you've got Joel Smith back. You've got Jaden Hunt back. Um, but you know if we make it through. Um, and needed, he could be. He could be uh, a surprise return. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised actually to hear that um, he could be back as as early as next week in the two. So yeah, if he can uh, get back on the park, then he's definitely uh, in the mix there. But uh, yeah, it'll be a tough road to get into the team. But uh, he's there. Um, great, Viney. Want to say? Yeah, Bidman makes a good point in the chat room that the mark of the man is how well he played for Casey. Um, and I certainly saw one of the games that he played for Casey and he was, he was sensational. But um, he was also really important for supporter and club morale um, in those first couple of years of the Ruse era. Um, you know, he was able to go on the footy show. He was funny. you got to remember this is pre-Max, um, uh, busting out of his shell. And we didn't, you know... Um, we didn't really have anyone that could do that at that time. Um, so I, I think he was just, he was important in so many ways. So uh, it's not surprising that supporters are so grateful for his contribution. And let's not forget the first year of Paul Ruse, we obviously were significantly better on field and the second year as well. But those two years we were scoring nothing especially 2014 i think we scored less yep. than 2013 we conceded about 10,000 points less <laughs> uh, so overall better but to to have the players like that and that was where you know like dom tyson his first season or his second season was his first season or his second season sorry first season with us to suddenly have those players like daniel cross who were actually exciting to watch even though we weren't really scoring that much like yeah you know, if anyone bought the game into 
disrepute for the for the excitement value. It was probably us in that season. Um, that was really important in just bridging the gap between the real terrible era and the, the the era of improvement that started in 2014 and then really sort of got going in 15 and 16. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bernie Vince, the 100 games, I think that makes him eligible for um, father-son. Um, we also have uh, another uh, possible... And, and they announced today that um, they're pregnant. Uh, Bernie and his wife. Oh, well, there you go. I didn't, didn't uh, know that. Just so. uh, only a few hours ago. Oh, well, there you go. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hope we so, get... We can get <laughs> I don't know. I always love uh, the prospect of uh, father-son. I don't think it... Uh, I don't think it works out uh, necessarily every single time, but uh, <laughs> options always there. We're uh, in the mix. We're in the mix. So the other uh, far, well, uh, mother son slash mother daughter, uh, Daisy Pierce, announces um, she's pregnant uh, with twins, and I believe she'll miss the next season. Which um, uh, well, it's great for her that she's, she's uh, going to have a baby or babies. But uh, yeah, the these uh, these girls teams are going to suffer for that. Um, but yeah, the prospect. Have they talked about uh, mother, daughter, mother, son? Is that uh, is that a thing? We give one well, of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's a midwife, Daisy. So I wonder uh, she's probably talented enough to deliver her own babies. <laughs> <laughs> if not, she'll be delivering a captain-style performance in the uh, in the hospital while the delivery is going on, just you know, giving the midwife the, the the talk and making sure she's comfortable and everything uh, in in doing the delivery. Uh, it, it's certainly one of the uh, more I won't say bizarre because this is actually a good reason, but one of the stranger things we've ever had anyone uh, go out with um, <laughs> out with pregnancy. You know, it's probably harking back to the days when you know the the, the players would. You know, Jeff Collins went off and flew fighter jets in the Korean War for a <laughs> while, and then then popped back and started playing footy again. Yeah, what are the the injury list? Uh, so we put her on the long term injury list. Is that <laughs> well, is that yeah, an option? I'm not sure. She'll have to come up with some like fake complication <laughs> to then count it as an injury to go on the long term injury list. Uh, obviously, yeah, it's look, it's it's excellent news for her. You wouldn't you wouldn't begrudge her and her partner to that, but uh, it is a big. Given that they already lost uh, Mel Hickey uh, last year, it's a big big loss for the women's team, uh, and I think. I'm a bit concerned now uh, that the team, that team, they've had those two couple of years where they've gone within you know, touching distance of the grand final and missed, and now you've got the extra teams coming in. You've lost, already lost couple one of the players, best players. Yeah. Now you lose another one of the best players, and the talent pool is going to dilute. Uh, it's um, I'm probably a bit concerned for the uh, the future of the the women's team next season. Yeah, well, uh, watch this space. Um, uh, moving on, the uh, Casey game. Uh, either of you bought... Well, unless you went there, um, you couldn't get the Casey game. Um, I turned on the TV thinking, well, it's been on TV every single week this year, um, only to find the horse racing on. What what happened there? <laughs> well, they had uh, they played both the Richmond and the Collingwood games, respectively. So there were four VFL games, and uh, we didn't get shown, and nor did the um, probably the best game of them all, which was the game involving Port, I think, which was uh, tied. Yeah, when he extra and time. They played extra time, so um, yeah, we missed it's out. It's a bit strange not to 
yeah, I know there's only so much you can drag it out, but you know, with respect to the charitable aspects of it, the old uh, you know Legends game seemed to have about 115 people in the stands. Um, whether they could have put uh, put one of the bigger VFL games on the Friday night instead, the Richmond or the Collingwood game, uh, and shown you know three if not four, you know one day one night, they've got about seven different channels. Channel Seven, ironically. Um, it's a bizarre decision to me not to show them all, considering how much footy is on TV now and how it's so ruthlessly overexposed as it is, um, how they would get to a final series with a lot of finals um, implications for teams still in the competition and then choose to only show two of the four uh, is bizarre. And it's not just the the VFL. The, the, the really, I, I think the AFL sort of missed an opportunity in this week off to not do something a bit bigger that that all-stars game well i'm not interested sort of in that um i watched a little bit of it um there wasn't any there wasn't much tackling there was a lot of guys that still looked a bit unfit um i don't know there just wasn't any excitement i think they need to do something in this week off i don't know what it is um as you said they had an opportunity to maybe play one of those vfl games well not in a prime time spot but Give us something, but even then, uh, are people interested? Are the wider community interested in uh, watching seconds players run around? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, the All Star Games like watching WrestleMania. Like it's it's completely fixed, but someone always does something spectacular. <laughs> like Andrew Jarman kicked that, get that goal. goal. Yeah, <laughs> well, look, I think the, you know you put Richmond or Collingwood, um, so much the better if it was. But it was Collingwood played Essendon, for instance, like stick that on the the friday night and you know you're going to get a decent crowd um in the game just there and you're going to get a decent audience on tv as well but if you don't want it let you know roll roll out the abc in their you know green jackets with peter donegan and (laughs) phil cleary and you know peter g or something like that you know let them do it put it on fox there's got to be some aspect to it that um you know you can find a way to show these games or live stream them on YouTube. Um, like Lazy says in the chat room, the Box Hill Port game was live streamed on YouTube. So you got two games on TV, one on YouTube, and then one on the radio. Who do, who does, who, uh, well, that would probably... be an illegal, an illegal stream, I'd imagine. No, no, they, they actually do. Oh, I watched no? um, Casey Coburg earlier in the season um, on, it's, I think it's the VFL to it and it was oh, at, a, at a yep. reasonable standard well why not do, um, why commentators not do are better than Brian Taylor and Dwayne Russell well why not do that uh, for the Casey game the other day um, exactly I mean so, we're not going to you know like I'm sure again they can for the finals you might be able to either get the guys to work two days or get a second broadcast team in I'm sure there's a lot of you know suburban broadcasting teams out there who would uh, be happy to have a bash uh, at, a, at a YouTube call of a game uh, just to get it on. Um, and, it, you know, there's going to be overhead to it, but are we in, investing in football or are we not investing in football? Like, how much is it going to cost to do that? So, look, in the end, our game was such a such a massive whitewash that it probably would have been terrible television. Um, but <laughs> in the end, it would make sense to show all the games. I enjoy I enjoy a thumping, uh, especially of Geelong, and I I like them because it, I'm not nervous watching them. But um, 
did uh, I take it neither of you went to the game? Um, uh, case, no, Casey's but, about um, a three-hour round trip for me now. <laughs> so uh, I, I know nothing about it. I know that Pedersen uh, uh, played well, but I can't see... I, I don't Unless there's injuries, I can't see him getting a game. Um, Hannon played well. Hannon played well, kicked three, I think. Um, took a screamer. Yeah, which I was actually... So there must have been cameras down there because I did see the footage of that and it looked like decent footage. So they were filming it for sure. Yeah, I think Casey, Casey potentially do their own filming for highlights because you often see, you know, here's all the goals this week. Yeah, there was, there was that on YouTube this week. So yeah. that, that was even don't, don't even have a commentators. Just press the button <laughs> and let us hear people yelling nonsense out from the crowd. It just, you know, we were talking about the Legends game. Uh, it was good to see Sean Smith is still running around in that and he looks as old, which is as young as he ever did. And actually someone made the point, I think, in that thread that we could draft him back and he'd be the first <laughs> ever father-son father draftee. So um, I like on that the, On the topic of ex-Melbourne forwards, um, Gary Moorcroft is still playing in the suburbs to this day, and I know we probably forget <laughs> that he was an ex-Melbourne forward because he played about two games. Uh, but he's still going. He, I've just looked up. He'd be 42 this year, uh, and he was still playing in the Northern Football League Division One, um, where he has kicked a massive bag of goals. That, that is absolutely remarkable. Uh, not that I'm sure he'll ever qualify for the Legends game, but it's remarkable that you get someone who, he, he, even if he did, he wouldn't be available because he's still playing top-level suburban football at 42 years old. Um, uh, there was only one demon in the All-Star game. Um, surely there are more uh, ex-demons that could play. Um, isn't Robbo still running around somewhere during footy season? Is Would've he still thought... scarred from knocking himself out? <laughs> was that last year or the year before where he tried to take one last screamer and necked himself? <laughs> Hogan's Heroes style. Um there'll be a few days around that uh, I reckon uh, could still still get a game, but I, I don't know. Well, I, I noticed on the Melbourne Twitter, just before we went on, they've posted uh, the picture of the five club captains. And it's Gary Lyon, James yep. McDonald, Ron Barassi, David Neitz and Brad Green. Uh, and I reckon I'll, I'll give, well, I won't, I won't get Ron out there, um, <laughs> and I'll give Gary Lyon and David Neitz a pass by. James McDonald and Brad Green look like they could go in a... Uh, no tackling extravaganza. Like Junior looks <laughs> bloody fantastic in that photo. Well, I saw Brad Green at the footy the other week, and he looked like he could still play. So. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Um, yeah. I refused to participate in the uh, you know overall scripting of the game. You think it was scripted? <laughs> well, there's been about fifteen of them, and the and the margin in every single one of them is like you know within. One and ten points, so you know, I'm not saying, but <laughs> yeah, I think the, maybe, the numbers don't lie. Maybe you're right about the wrestling aspect of it. Um, Bidman says that the talk through the week uh, about the Casey game was one club, all players and coaches and staff were down there to watch. Uh, that probably that, that's great. That was probably a directive uh, of the club to the players. You know, get down there. Um, not saying they wouldn't go, um, but yeah, it's good yeah, to and see. Flat, yeah, flashback to seven or eight years ago when Casey made the finals and we took out all our players except, I think, two. And they they went out and lost a 
qualifying final to Collingwood by 120 points and got knocked out the next week. Um, you know, contrast that when they were sort of when it was an affiliation, whereas now it's effectively a reserves team in all but first name. Um, it, it's such a stronger, stronger alignment between the two that you actually want to see the teams do well. You want to see that team do well. You're not just using them like they used to in the past. Um, so injuries. Um, there's really uh, well, everyone who's injured is out for the rest of the season. Um, uh, what's the story on uh, Dean Kent? Is he gone for the year, yep. or um, is there a possibility that if well, we go it was, deeper, it was three weeks? Yeah, so it says two weeks. You have on to here. come back for a grand final. Yeah, yeah so that's going to make it difficult. Um, so other than that, um, we had Hannon and Smith both play, um, who were previously injured. Only, yep. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say the only question mark is Tyson and yeah. whether that hand will be repaired. So he was training, uh, training full contact, I believe. Um, yep. I'm just wondering, how, you know, has it has has it healed? Um, is he going? To, does he wear a brace or what? What what happens? I think, that's, he... I think the issue is the is the actual wound aspect of it, and that that has to heal properly. Um, the fact that the plate is in there is neither here nor there. I think it's a wound issue. So, it, can you t- so can you tackle still and be hit? I guess without it, you know, not being in pain. I guess is an issue because you don't you don't want to play someone who you know if he gets a knock sort of early on he's out and then you're a man down. So I guess that's an issue. Um, uh, what do you guys? Uh, I'll go to you, Super Mercado. Any? What do you think your changes are? Viney, uh, they've pretty much come out and said he's playing. Um, yep. So Viney in. Uh, anyone well, else? The, in? I mean, at the time I had I had Hannon in for Kent and Viney in for Tyson. Yeah. Um, obviously, not thinking Tyson would be any chance. I'm a bit concerned about playing Viney and Tyson. Um, I know just before the GWS game, Viney was on the radio, and whether it was a you know, psychological warfare to, to plant a false story, but he was basically saying that they wanted him to play as a more of a forward midfielder, like with spending a lot of time in the forward line, which just seemed to me to be bonkers, like really just any excuse to get him to play. And then Tyson seemingly went out, and it was like, well, there go, that solved that problem. Yeah. Out goes Tyson, in comes Viney, and which is a real shame for Ty- Tyson because he's played – the last few weeks have probably been the best he's played since 2014. I agree. Uh, but it, it would worry me trying to force them both in, um, you know, uh, how well, footy clubs work, and I'm not sure, but you've got Harmses in the form of his life. You've got Brayshaw there. You've got Oliver there. I just don't want to throw out the balance of what has been working well for us, especially when we're going to be playing – against a three-game Ruckman where Max should be absolutely hitting it every time we want our midfielders getting on the end of it. I've got news for you. I just saw Simon Goodwin on AFL 360, and he also mentioned Viney spending time forward. Yep. So uh, Do you reckon playing and he's still doing it. Do you reckon Viney's dangerous enough in the forward line uh, to be used there? I prefer in school. other midfielders down there than Viney. Yeah, as in scoreboard pressure, Oliver. not on yep. exposed form. Um, like, would do you know? Do we think potentially Aaron Vandenberg 
goes up the ground more. Um, where again, he last couple of weeks, especially the West Coast game, the first half of that game, when it was like, yes, this was what he was doing in his first season. Um, you know, we we put him a bit further up, and Viney plays his role. I mean, honestly, he's kicked 27 goals in 95 games, and he's kicked two in a game once. Um, so he's not exactly threatening to you know suddenly rip out six, uh, but he would offer that that defensive pressure that we would uh, sorely sorely need down there. And the only person he kicked two against was Gold Coast. So is there exactly a, is there a great a, record of goal kicking. Is there a possibility that uh, Smith gets a game, possibly allowing Bailey Fritch to go down forward or or on sort of wing? Or is there too many changes? Uh, it's, it, the thought of Fritch playing further up the ground is really enticing. Uh, does Smith get in? The question is then who goes? Mm. Um I would have thought if Tyson plays, um, probably Kennedy Harris is the out. Yeah. I just don't know who goes if Smith is in. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, it's and again because the momentum has been broken <laughs> that it's not. I don't think it's as important as it would be if we were just rolling straight from round twenty three into the finals. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, I, th- I think we've got to pretty much stick with what we've what we've been offered. Like Kent is an obvious out, and I think. Unfortunately for Tyson, we've just got to use that as a use that as the excuse. Even if he's right, he doesn't play, and then we look at it next week, um, hopefully, and and see what we do there. But yeah, I think trying to stuff Viney and Tyson into the same side, as well as Harms, Oliver, Brayshaw, um, etc. I just feel like that's really it's it's trying to it's just trying to find a way to get. To, Viney in that's potentially not going to be beneficial to the team balance. Um, if you want to join us in this conversation, zero three nine zero one six three triple six, or Skype us uh, Demonland thirty one. Um, well, the key matchups, uh, tactical issues, um, early or they sort of made it clear, and I don't know whether this is just foxing or, or what they've made it clear that Harms is going to go to Selwood. Um, now, he started on Selwood last time, uh, did a pretty good job, and then you know, went on to Dangerfield and did a very good job on him. Um, possibly not in the last uh, quarter, <laughs> quarter when uh, their midfielders sort of ran a bit right. Uh, what, do you, what do you think, boys? Great Viney? Uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a chance Harms will shift between them. Yeah, I guess over the game, which I think he did last time, and uh, yeah, it's a question of Frost or Oscar McDonald. Yeah, well, that's um, the... Hawkins. I think he'd go Frost. Um, yep. S- super, super Mercado. Uh... Yeah, I would look. I would agree with that. Frost to Hawkins. Um, again, he was reasonably well held until that last quarter. Um, when the ball was rocketing out of the midfield at a million miles an hour, so there, the there's there's that aspect of it as well uh, to ke- stop the ball getting down there so quickly. Um, but I think, look, looking at what Frost did on Franklin, um, looking at the way you know we pretty much held their their key defender last week, um, I think it would be good to yeah start him start Frost on him. And as for Harms, yeah, look, start him on Selwood, and five minutes later you've got the option to do something else. 
um, or you've got the option to to take off the tag and and just set him free. Um, it's a good luxury to have. Yeah. And he kicks goals as well. Yeah, and it, it's uh, good to remember um, Hibbard wasn't playing the last time he played Geelong. Um, sort of a guy you can sort of plug plug those holes um, uh, in front of uh, Hawkins if need be. Um, and get some value in getting the ball out yeah, exactly. of defence as well rather than just sort of hoofing it to the wing and watching it come straight back in again. Not that in the last quarter we, we weren't getting it back to the wing because they were just going centre bounce goal, centre bounce goal. But you know what I mean? In normal circumstances, um, you know, Hibbert offers that opportunity. And so does Frost, who wasn't, you know, who was there last time. But he also offers that opportunity to, you know, get rid of the ball, um, possibly with a little bit less finesse than Hibbert. Um, but those long, the runs and the long kicks to really get the ball out of defence. I think it's important as well that we don't just, um, and we we were better at this in the last two games, but not just bombing uh, the ball into our forward line. Uh, the last time we played them, um, oh, what's that guy, Stewart for them, and uh, yep. Blitzarves, just um, their intercept marking just sort of killed us. Um, uh, you know, and they say this over and over, just lower, lower your eyes going forward. Um and I think without Jesse, I think we've been sort of better at doing that. Um, so hopefully we can do that too. Um, and I think that's where Melksham comes in really, really importantly. And I've said this before. I think he's so important to this team that having someone there who can not only get on the end of goals, um, but he can set them up as well. He's just so important. It was a beautiful piece of play that he did um, on the – well, to me it was the far – uh, not the winger, uh, you know, on the 50 metre line on the far side, on the southern stand side of the ground where he sort of did a shimmy left and right and uh, got around and kicked a beautiful kick that I think ended up going to uh, Tom McDonald who handballed it to um, to Petrarca who kicked a snap yep. over his shoulder. Um, yeah, he's just got a beautiful kick into the forward 50 and he's done it all year. Um, uh, Gorney as well um, is going to be pivotable not 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 just in the ruck but uh getting back as well um as well and taking those marks yep um any other any other tactics uh or key matchups that you guys see um i can see us playing our own game um rather than beyond worry. those two that we've sort of talked about uh they've got to worry about us and particularly the fact that you know, where everyone's anticipating Gorn will win the ruck against um, Abbott. Uh, so yeah, it's they're going to worry about us rather than the reverse. So what's happened? They've got they've got the other ruckman. Um, uh, who's the big guy? Um, what's his name? Was was used to play for the Suns, I think. Um, Ray Stanley. No, not Ray Stanley. The other guy. So he's. The other guy, um, Zach Smith. This, this says it all. This says it all about the uh, Gold Coast Sun <laughs> who, who knows? Just could be anyone. Anyway, uh, what's happened Pretty to them? Stanley play for no. anyway. Anyway, but he, he's injured. Uh, he's he's not going to play. Um, yep, I'll back Maxi in. Um, umpires uh, for Friday were announced uh, today, and uh, we we've got Razor Ray, um, who some. People dislike him. Uh, I think he's been all right for us. The one thing 
that he does that I don't like is umpiring uh, being the third umpire away. Uh, that that kind of annoys me. Um, yeah, running and I think he sometimes calls calls decisions that he should let go because he needs to feel he, he likes to inject himself into the game. I, I actually couldn't when I saw that thread come up. I thought I don't give a stuff about the umpires. <laughs> it's all equal. They're all, all as bad or as good as each other, <laughs> except Ray is the one that likes to intervene in the game. So I hope they just let it go because that's what you want at finals time. There'll be a few bullshit video reviews, uh, unnecessary video reviews. I think that's yeah, exactly. Yep. I think someone someone put it uh, perfectly. I can't find it in the thread, but they said, uh, "Well, they don't care. They don't want to know who the umpires are, and we shouldn't know who they are because we shouldn't notice uh, the umpiring. They should just get on with the job." Uh, but yep. there are a few of them that just uh, in, like to insert themselves into the game, and uh, Razor Ray is one of them. There's uh, always one that everyone gets on. Like, I remember in the 90s it was Darren Goldspink, and then it was Scott McLaren, and then it was Ray Chamberlain, and when he goes, it'll be someone else who <laughs> who everyone just... That's the umpire that everyone knows the name of. Like, a few people... Yeah, we all know the names of a few other umpires, and... You know, there's, it was there's Glenn, a Glenn lot of James people that who have conspiracy 80s. theories about particular umpires, uh, but but raise the the flavour of the month one that everybody knows. Um, in in the uh, in the umpiring thread, uh, D Zephyr said he wouldn't mind having Roden as one of the goal umps and seeing him give a cheeky grin for each of our twenty goals. So um, yeah, let's hope that. I don't uh, know, we, we need to play. You know, like the we've played that up before when he uh, we someone kicked a pearler of a goal and he had a smile on his face and he he only played about ten games for us. <laughs> that's so it's true. not like um, you know it's not like the goal umpires uh, James McDonald or something. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Um, uh, did you see uh, Danaher? This week in the uh, in the or yesterday or today was uh, in the paper. It's good to see him. Of course, he's going to get on board with the uh, with the D's. Um, it was good to see, and he he said all the right things. He said it's not about me. Yeah, which was great. so excited yeah. for the club and the supporters. So uh, yeah, the rev. I d- I just love. Um, I love his that he's still passionate about the D's. There's you know coaches, you know sort of come and go, but um, I don't know. He's always he's got a soft spot still for us, and you know he could yep. just as well have that soft spot for Essendon and you know wear an Essendon scarf and and do all the you know the MMD stuff with with the Dons. Uh, but he's you know he's still a demon. And look, I'd say in the unlikely event that uh, we actually win the flag, I would love him to present the cup. Um, I, I know sort of the popular well, pick is Barassi or Barassi. Yeah, what what do you do there? That's that's the well. Look, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Barassi's but, uh, got more clubs than Tiger Woods, so <laughs> I, I don't doubt he's. I don't doubt that he's into us. Um, but I guess, and I guess that's a generational thing. Um, you know, there'd, there'd be the mid generation before me, where he's still alive, would be saying Robbie Flower. The people who are a bit older are probably saying Barassi, but to me, the glory years were, you know, apart from '91, the Djakovic extravaganza. <laughs> um, the glory years of my supporting life were '98 and 2000. Um, so that's why, to me, and especially given that you know the situation that he's in, where he's he's really fighting a, what will eventually be a losing battle, 
Um, it would be amazing to see him, you know, have that opportunity to, to hand the cup over. You know, he's he's got Essendon blood in him, but Ron Barassi's got Sydney, North Melbourne and Carlton blood in him as well. So no. Ron is obviously Ron. The, the, the legend, but... Um, you know, I would I would love to see Danaher do it, but mind you, I wouldn't care if Coco the Clown did it if it was someone <laughs> handing uh, handing Nathan Jones and Jack Viney a Premiership Cup. Well, I think the fact that um, you know, had we won a Premiership in between '64 and now, I think um, you could make a case for someone else. But I think I think it's got to, I think it's got to be Barassi. I'm going to disagree with you there, Super Mercado, and I'm sure Craig Viney is. As he well. was out the door when, like when we won that Premiership. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The thing with Barassi is he's still a demon at heart. He's virtually at every home yeah. game. Uh, he's always wearing his Melbourne tie or a Melbourne pin or both. And certainly uh, for those of us even who were, I guess you could, what you described as the Robbie Flower generation, Super Mercado, for us, Barassi was still a giant figure, yeah. even though Flower was the best player at the time. And uh, for those early years of his coaching period, there was the expectation that we were going to come good, but Barassi was just larger than um, larger than anything in football, uh, I guess along with sort of Ted Whitten perhaps, but he was everywhere. So, um, yeah, I, I guess for, for those of us even a bit further back, um, Barassi would be the one, even though Neil, uh, you know, there's a lot to say for Neil too. I was well, just... Like I said, anyone will do. <laughs> exactly. In the end, this this is a definite first week of the finals discussion because uh, in about two weeks' time, it will be anyone will do. Well, it could be next week. We could be uh, all uh, crying in our beers. So um, we'll, we'll take it one week at a time. Um, the one thing I did, I did sort of, you know, we talk about the we talked about a bit last week the road to the cup and who we'd like to play, and obviously, you know. Got to get over this week. We, uh, I understand that. Um, Super Mercado, who, who, what, what, what other results you want to go your way, our way or, this week? Correct me if I'm wrong, but we play the the loser of Richmond Hawthorne yes. and then the winner of Collingwood yes, West Coast. Correct. So effectively, if we win, this goes against a lot of people people's belief in. But I want Collingwood to beat West Coast. Yes, so do I. <laughs> But if we lose, then I hope West Coast beats them by 200. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> if we lose, I'm, I'm going back to my pure philosophy of if Melbourne don't win the flag, I want an interstate team to win because then I don't have to hear about it. Exactly. I don't have to deal with happy people. And the good news is now it's not except GWS because Scully's not going to be playing. Ah. So I'm more than happy for them to win the flag. Very nice. God bless. Win, win your flag and with your 27 fans because he'll be standing there without the Premiership medallion with probably several million dollars in his bank account, but <laughs> he will not have the Premiership Battalion. So I, I, I'm confident that should we not progress and GWS do progress, that it's not going to uh, cause me heartache in my life to see them win a Premiership. No, um, but yeah, so so I'll look, I guess Richmond Hawthorne, <laughs> toss a coin on that. I, I We didn't play particularly well against either of them no. this year, but that was both going to be pretty much five months before this game takes place. Uh, it's a pretty fearsome lineup for the idea of having to go through either Richmond or Hawthorne and potentially West Coast in a prelim in Perth. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy, but I, I'm certainly willing to to have a crack at least at one of the big two next week. Now I know it's still a long way off, 
that uh, I've been thinking about this, it's been in the back of my mind, is um, uh, which team do you want to play in the grand final? <laughs> no, not about who you want to play. I'm talking about what uh, strip we're going to have to wear. So which team gets into the grand final that doesn't force us to wear the disco jumper? Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I'd sign up to the disco jumper, but I, I, you know, especially after last year where Richmond had that uh, big kerfuffle and then stuff, they won the flag anyway, so no one cared. So, because there's, uh, a, I think there's only so, one team in the finals that would that force us to wear the disco jumper against, and that's Richmond. Even though we play Richmond during the year in our normal strip, do you think they would force yeah. us? And I know it's weeks in advance, and we could be out this week, but uh, it's hypothetical. Yeah, We've got no, time to enough. kill. It's worth it. <laughs> worth asking the question. Um, that that the AFL would force us to wear the uh, light blue Guernsey. I'm positive. Well, it'd be the ultimate moment for us fans of the disco jumper. <laughs> you know, I'm a fan of the disco. We've done very well in the disco jumper. I just, I, I've, you know, I've my whole life I've dreamed about, uh, you know, someone holding uh, the cup aloft, and it's always in my mind. It's always been the 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 navy, the navy yep. blue. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to be able to reconcile that, but uh, weeks it's away. It's like the Premiership Cup. <laughs> they could be wearing anything. They could swap the jumpers and be wearing West Coast jumpers. Oh, well, it wouldn't matter. Uh, look, it, you know, it's on boot. Oh, they can wear pajamas for all I care if they yeah. if they uh, win the thing. Uh, but yes, uh, let's uh, one week at a time. That that mantra. Um, Boys, any other topics you you want to bring up? Do we need to t- any key issues we need to talk about? Uh, obviously, without us having to dissect a game this week um, from last week, mind you. Um, anything else? Not for me. It's very odd to be at this time of the year and not be into the uh, the famous D-list trade draft cycle. Um, I know, obviously, Casey. Being a regular finals contender, we often have that delay in getting to the delistings, but it just seems strange to have uh, entered September and not to be have that front of mind. So um, I don't know if there is any sort of hot trade chat well, um, surrounding us, or we're just waiting for this to uh, to play out this month and then we'll look at it. I I, I hear rumor and innuendo that the gaff angle is off now, um, so I don't know if we would be into as they as they like to say, any of the other big names. Well, are there any... Uh, are, are we likely to, to land a big name anywhere or get someone? Because uh, it seemed it was announced today that uh, Lynch has chosen Richmond as his team. Um, Dalhouse has, has, has walked, uh, reportedly, from uh, the Bulldogs. Um, are we likely to get anyone? Oh, look, I wouldn't have thought it was going to be a big hitter. I would have thought, if anyone, it's going to be your uh, your gap filler players um, more than anything. Um, if, for anyone who's uh, who is listening, uh, we have opened up a, a sub forum on the board. The the draft uh, all draft talk was filling up the main board, so we've opened up the the draft cha- trade and cheese board. Um, so uh, go there for all your draft and trade talk and cheese talk. Um, uh, and, I, and I see in the chat room, Bin Man says there's rumours that Scully might be traded, which I reckon's good because we uh, need someone to clean the toilets. <laughs> so an, an eighth rounder 
uh, on minimum wage to clean the toilets. And he can look after Gillan McLaughlin's uh, cousin's kids while he's at it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, all right. Well, um, I think uh, we might leave it there. Um, uh, Mikado, you want to plug uh, plug your stuff? Yep. I'm very happy to get out on a uh, personal attack on Tom Scully. Um, <laughs> you can catch me on Twitter on Demon Blog, uh, at Demon Blog even, or on the web at demonblog.com. You can uh, go back and check out all the archives of all the, the nightmare years, uh, or demonwiki.org, which also for all those games uh, in the Demon Blog era 2005 onwards, there's a link to the, the particular post for that game. Uh, so definitely plenty to go back and uh, look at and no longer cry over, but look at and say, how bloody well have we done to get back to this position now? Well, how far back do your, uh, your archives go? What do, when did you start uh, blogging? 2005. Okay, so you would have, uh, what was your... Well, finals stop, chat. Stop the, yeah, finals chat. So uh, yep. the this corresponding game in 2005 um, against uh, the Cats. Um, what, what Do you want to know something outrageous about that game? Yeah. Um, and it's not the Jeff one Ryan. of your listeners who uh, engaged in adult conduct with his uh, then-girlfriend in one of the disabled toilets at the MCG that day. Uh <laughs> I actually chose to not take a day off work for that game. I just went to work, listened to it on the radio. I rode those last three weeks of that season like nobody's business. And then it got to that and I just choked and went, I'm not going to go to that game. That is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever done in my life. And I feel guilty about it now. Uh, And so there is no... There is no post for that game. Wow. Okay. Didn't uh, even get a guest reporter to do it. <laughs> In the early days, last time I was a shift worker, there's several several times a year the guest reporters were uh, were called in. At, didn't even get him to do a guest report. So that was obviously the wonky first year of uh, Demon Blog. Uh, kicked off with the the classic Enter Spanderman headline for uh, former Brisbane Ruckman Lane Spanderman. <laughs> Uh, Wizard Cup round one versus Brisbane, where it all kicked off. So, yeah, it didn't uh, didn't really hit its straps until '07 when uh, the, the distress began. Uh, and obviously, if you if you go through it, you can follow the the upturn in 2010 and the regular up and down turns in 2011 before pfft, it all went totally wrong. And uh, Yes, you can even go back to this year and enjoy some of the uh, the big hitters when we uh, poleaxed a few teams in the middle of the year. Well, how very Hawthorne slash uh, Geelong supporter of you not wanting to get, not going to a final, thinking that finals are going to grow on trees. Um, how uh, wrong you were in the next uh, next decade plus. Exactly, <laughs> I was stupid then, and now I'm like clinging on to this, like uh, you know, like it's worth a million dollars. And now you spent uh, 16 hours on a computer trying to get a ticket. Correct. <laughs> Whereas then, I was a moron. Yeah. And so. I even remember where I was. Like I remember everything about that game where I was. I wasn't having as much fun, certainly, as your listener was having. Or, and <laughs> But then again, I wasn't having my face kicked off like Jeff White. So, bit of both. And I really, what I regret about not going to that game is missing Paul Wheatley doing his hammy and ending up playing at full forward because he couldn't run. <laughs> And still kicking a goal. Oh, there you go. Hope something memorable like that happens uh, this time to Geelong players and they still have the same result we do and lose by 10 goals. 
Yeah, well, that game was uh, looked like it was over. At, uh, I was just having a look at the the scoreline. I can't. I can only remember. Uh, I just remember where I sat that game. I can't remember anything else about it except seeing the vision of uh, Jeff White. But uh, it looked like the game was over at half time, judging on the uh, score. So and I'm and glad if you look it's at the been similarities raised. between the two years. Uh, this time, we suffered the heartbreaking defeat to Geelong late in the season. That year, it was us that did it to them. So. He is hoping for the uh, the reverse of that. That would be great. All right. Um, uh, if you would like, um, if you'd like to uh, listen to, uh, if you're listening now live and you missed part of the show, you can uh, either listen through SoundCloud or on iTunes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com. Uh, slash demonland31 twitter at demonland instagram at demonland31 or youtube search for demonland podcast um or just come to demonland.com sign up and uh enjoy uh the craziness that happens uh all year round all right um well we will be back next week win or lose uh either we'll be singing or we'll be crying but we'll be here um go those demons